Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I'm El Fagador Laurie Blake and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi. Hi. It's been a good week of wrestling this it week, has Peter, been a hasn't good it? Week of wrestling, yeah. Oh, it's we've been had a very good week of we've wrestling. We've had Worlds Collide that doesn't really feature into any canon seemingly of anything that's happened, but, no, was a but it was a fun show. Bloody awesome show. Yeah. DIY versus Mustache Mountain, mm-hmm. probably my favourite match yeah. of the thing, but uh, totally. Imperium versus Undisputed Era, seemingly. The guys are amazing, able uh, like able to string together a match from nowhere. I, like, I, I don't understand how they managed to. Recover oh, the whole from, plan's gone. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> from Wolf getting knocked out to them just being like, yeah, we can still have a great match from this, and then mm. they still do all the amazing spots that they had planned and improvise new ones. It's, yeah, oh, it's that bit where they put Walter through the table. Oh god, yeah. With like a triple team from Kyle Fish mm-hmm. and Roddy that was so fluid and so smooth and led to that big Olympic slam. Yep, that was so. Beautifully done. Was I was like, that yeah. was like, but that felt like proper undisputed era. That was like, these mm-hmm. guys are actually just the team that's going to wear you down and then take down Walter. Walter gets back in the match. Yeah, dominate. That, so that, that, that was like, that was the star-making performance for Walter. That you're like, mm. this is why did you not use it? Because they kept being like, Andy had a really good showing at Survivor Series yeah. on the commentary, and I was like, but did he but though? Did he? But did he? He should have been. He should have been in the Rumble. Um, he should have been in the Rumble. Him chopping everyone yeah. would have been great. The Rumble was great as well. I thought it was like, awesome. the Rumble, I think, is one of the best. That's one of the best Rumbles I've seen. Like mm. full show, obviously. Yeah, 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 totally. For a long time, the the I loved the women's one. I thought the women's one was. I know people were like there was there was there were moments in it where it wasn't great, but the, I think Bianca Belair had that really strong mm-hmm. showing. Uh, Beth Phoenix lasting so long and mm-hmm. overcoming what seemed like a serious head injury. Horrible um, injury, yeah. That was amazing, like, you know, and I, as much as people complained about Charlotte winning, I think she was put over people a lot throughout, and, like, the, the moment when Shayna Baszler came in, I lost it. I was like, yep. this is 
awesome. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the women's rumble up until Charlotte won. That, yeah. was, that was my big gripe with the match, but tell you what though. Did you see, uh, <laughs> I watched a reaction of Ronda Rousey Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, it was no, really so. Ronda, there's a rea- Ronda Rousey on her YouTube channel. There's a reaction of watching Bayes in a Rumble. Mm. It's full of swearing. It's really funny. She's yeah. like, "Go on, go on, go on, go! Yeah, effing do this, effing do that!" And it gets all the way to the end. She's like, "Yes, push her out, Bayes! Push her out, Shayna! Push her out, Shayna! Push her out, Shayna!" Ah, oh, that is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that is just really, it's just really funny. You had that, and then you just had like a very organic reaction. Then you had that. the amazing. Raw angle with Edge and oh, like that Randy so Orton, that was really cool. Was like, I tell you what though, tell you what made the Rumble better. Yeah. I went to a, a live viewing party mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, on the Sunday, so I've, I've never been to a viewing party for wrestling before, um, but it was super for, super rad. It was hosted by SoCal Val, which was great. Um, so I got to see her. She got some free tickets, which nice. was lovely. Um, Friends in high places. But uh, it did come at a little uh, little bit of a cost, though, because th- there was a, a wrestling quiz that took place before the show started. Uh, so we got there at like 8, I want to say. So we had a little bit of a quiz, had a few drinks, and then the pre-show started, which they only turned the sound up for when the matches were happening, and the rest of the time we didn't have to listen to the, the people That's on the pre-show panel, mwah, which is beautiful. perfect. It was great. Shut up, Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, literally that. Um, but, uh, yeah, during it, uh, during the, the, the pre-show bit when Val was just kind of talking to the people there, she was like, oh, yeah, we've got um, Pete from WrestleTalk is here. And I was like, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no. And she was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to get him up here in a second just to talk about his prediction for the show. I was like, oh, no, I'm drunk. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, yeah, she was like, Pete, come on over. I was like, oh, no, please don't make a fool of myself. And then it went up and she was like, oh, what, what do you think about the show? What are you always looking forward to? All that stuff. And it was fine, but you can tell that no one knew who I was, Aww. even a little bit. And I was felt like an absolute fool just being there to say, oh, I think this thing. I was like, why does anyone care what I think? Like, uh, yeah, it was, uh, but. I asked myself that question every I single know, yeah. day. But then, uh, but tell you what though, the actual viewing party itself was amazing. Mm. Being around a crowd of people when Edge returned was Bonkers, yeah. because everyone was just losing their minds. Everyone was screaming because, like, the ceiling was quite low as well. Uh, me and my friends were sitting in like a little booth, and because uh, the ceiling was quite low, we we were already standing up at this point because we were so into the match. So we were standing up near the booth that we were sitting at. And when he returned, we would have started hitting the ceiling and the walls of a ah, just go around. You're like high fiving Val and all that stuff. Oh, it was it was great. It was awesome. And they're never doing a viewing party at that venue again. <laughs> after hand prints in their ceiling. <laughs> Um, Well, let's get into the NXT show this week. We're doing a slightly different format, which is uh, Mm. not so much a play-by-play review of this week's NXT, but more using it as a springboard for talking about different topics in wrestling, a bit of Wells Clyde, a bit of Royal Rumble, and specifically some of those rumours about Matt Riddle backstage with Brock Lesnar. Here it is. So the other thing to come out of this episode of NXT, and I guess this week in general since the Rumble, has Mm. been Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar, backstage altercation, the big question like, does does Matt Riddle, it's it's got heat for calling out Brock Lesnar on the Twitter machine. It's like, I'm sure people would have told him before, it's like, Brock isn't going to take too kindly to this. Yeah. But I also imagine Brock Lesnar's not the sort of person sitting there typing, because he's never tagged Brock Lesnar in it. He's no. never like gone at Brock Lesnar. I'm, but I'm, so that would mean that Brock Lesnar is sat at home. <laughs> he's just... He's vanity he's, searching himself. He's just ripped through 
all the stakes in the world. <laughs> Blood still on his fingers. He goes, you know what people are saying about me on Twitter? <laughs> and he vanity searches his own name, comes across Matt yeah. Riddle and thinks, I don't like that man. Yeah. What if He's he saying things about me. The story is that there was an altercation between Brock Lesnar and Matt Riddle backstage mm-hmm. at the Rumble, which people are speculating might have been why they didn't have any face-to-face moments mm-hmm. in the Rumble and why Riddle came in quite late in the match and got eliminated quite easily. It was without, 41 seconds. Yeah, without really doing anything. Didn't get any eliminations. 41 yeah. seconds and he was just dumped out by King Corbin. Mm-hmm. It just felt like... it. Seems like, if you're of the speculative nature, that really feels like some kind of punishment because they quite like Matt Riddle from what what it seems like from his time in NXT. Yep. They're really high on him. They've given him lots of opportunities. Even when you know he's been losing matches, he's been losing them not necessarily clean or like when he was facing Velveteen Dream for the North American title, lost via roll-up kind of thing or like there was a... Uh, it wasn't quite the cleanest finish, and he was kind there was of a desper- There was a desperation and a bit Exactly, of yeah. yeah. So there was a little bit of protection through it. So I think they're, they're quite high on Riddle. So to have him come out in the Rumble and last less than a minute, get no eliminations, and just get dumped out by Corbin, yeah. it really it looks like a punishment. And How not have I- it tie into the big story yeah. that you could easily make off of Twitter where everyone mm. lives now. I don't know if that necessarily was a punishment, because there, there's conflicting reports on this, because Dave Meltzer is saying that he has massive heat right now. He doesn't actually say what the heat is for, so it might not be to do with this Lesnar backstage altercation thing. It might just be because he's very outspoken and very unique in his own way, yeah. uh, which might rub some people the Maybe wrong way. Maybe it's not heat, it's bake. <laughs> it's slightly different. Um, but then Alex McCarthy of TalkSport is saying that the Rumble match went exactly as it was planned. It, mm-hmm. There was no changes to it whatsoever. And he doesn't have heat. It was just the... He, he was the one who actually... Uh, did the report of what was actually said between the two there. And it was Lesnar that went up to Riddle and just be like, stop saying we're going to have a match because we're not. I'm never going to work with you, ever. So stop it. Um, but apparently Riddle was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like usual, is, I think the quote was his usual calm, composed self, which <coughs> means he'd said bro a lot, probably. It's interesting that he's now won the Dusty Classic with Pete Dunne as the bros awaits, because mm. you'd have thought if he had this massive backstage heat, because they were saying it's like huge backstage heat on Riddle. You would have thought that if he had that backstage heat, then maybe they would have changed the winners of the Dusty Classic. Oh, yeah. Then there was the rumor, right, that NXT stars in a promo class without mm-hmm. mentioning yeah. without mentioning certain names, uh, but very obviously implying certain names. Mm-hmm. Uh, riddle me this. Was uh, <laughs> the, the notion that like NXT stars shouldn't call out main roster talent yeah. without first getting it signed off. Mm -hmm. Which apparently was received with several laughs because a lot of people understood exactly who they were talking about. Oh yeah. Maybe pick someone less volatile. Like, don't pick a legitimate fighting champion Brock Mm -hmm. Lesnar who seemingly doesn't want to be there anyway, really. Yeah. Uh, Or or man who headbutts (laughs) lockers before he goes out because, uh, again, that suggests... um, a, a, a pseudo self-seriousness? Yeah, you'd Maybe. think. That might not gel with your sort of Michelangelo given human form mm. vibe. However, you've got all this going down, but you still have the notion that like, WWE themselves put out a video after the Rumble, an official video with Matt Riddle where he said, no, I'm gonna ha- I am going to have a match with Brock Lesnar at some point. <laughs> Bonkers, I don't get it. They're like, don't talk about these people, but here's an interview with you where you talk about this person. And it was a, a WWE Performance Center video. And he's like, I don't care what Brock Lesnar says, I'm still gonna retire him. I'm not gonna take no for an answer. Yeah. He doesn't get to pick. I'm gonna get this match and I will retire him. That says that the altercation happened, whether or not it's the neck grabbing 
keep my name out of your mouth, altercation mm -hmm. that everyone's saying it is, whether it was like Brock vanity searching himself on mm -hmm. Twitter, <laughs> or like typing in Brock Lesnar on Google and seeing if it comes up with like feet hot buff, <laughs> like seeing what the seeing what the next word is that people have been typing in, or whether it was like Paul Heyman told him about it, so it was like uh, Chinese whispers and he sort of heard it through the grapevine mm -hmm. and took it the wrong way. It's not even like the Goldberg thing where he's like, you're legitimately a terrible wrestler yeah. and you're dangerous to work with, and uh, I, if we had a match in the ring, I'd, I'd run circles around you. Mm -hmm. It's not even that. He just think. I think Matt Riddle just thinks it's funny because there's a similar track there of both being former MMA stars yeah. who are now in WWE. Matt Riddle seems to kind of fit that mold. that mold yeah. of a Paul Heyman guy. So you'd think that Heyman would be all right with doing this. So maybe, maybe this whole thing's just a work. Exactly. Maybe they're actually building to Riddle versus Lesnar eventually. Oh, I love that. And then this is all just kind of like our oh, backstage hearsay and all that stuff to actually build to to something later down the line. It seems like a very Heyman thing to do to make it seem like it's legitimate to mm -hmm. have Lesnar go up to Riddle and just be like, hey, don't do this thing in earshot of all like the journalists that are around there just to try and get the name <clears> out. It's a very Heyman thing to do. They've done a lot of stuff with Brock actually of like making it real. Like, you know, Roman Reigns' whole thing with Brock was like, you don't turn up, you yeah. don't come to work. And yeah. it was like, that was what everyone was saying at home. It's like, so, you know, people might think from this, it's like, well, Brock Lesnar's a bit of a dick for going up to Matt Riddle and saying, don't tweet about me. It's yeah. like, You're, who are you to say, don't tweet about me? Like, I want to tweet about Brock Lesnar. So, is he going to tell me off now as well? <laughs> It clearly hasn't harmed him in NXT because he's the winner of the Dusty Cup, which, mm -hmm. funnily enough, gets you a title shot at uh, TakeOver. Who, who would have thunk it? Yeah. Me and Simon sitting here for weeks going, but what's the point of it? Like, yep. one, that trophy is obnoxiously large. And yes, I know, it is. I know Americans like big trophies for things. Mm. I'll stick with the Ashes. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. This tiny little trophy that they have in cricket. Like, yes, we've won! Yeah. It's like the Wrestle, Wrestle League trophy emoji trophy. Yeah, because you can put That's in, the perfect you size. Could, you could put it in a pocket and you can take it home. But then exactly. also when you have a trophy cabinet, it's not a one trophy cabinet. It's <laughs> a cabinet for trophies. I was going to say, you don't like, need a cabinet for a trophy. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need multiple... You, need, you can get multiple trophies in one normal size cabinet and it saves you multiple trips to Ikea. <laughs> um, this week they're like, yeah, well, they're going to get a title shot to take over Portland against the Undisputed Era. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Love that. Yep. I now understand why they didn't mention that prize beforehand yes. because otherwise the Undisputed Era would have been winning a title shot against themselves. Yes. But I mean, Brock ended the Rumble. Bro. But Brock could have chosen The Fiend. It's true. So if Brock wins the Rumble... Oh, God. Brock oh, wins God. the Rumble, God forbid. Uh, Brock could then just go, well, I also want to be Universal Champion again. I want to be the WWE Champion Universal. <laughs> the du yep. The, yep. the yeah. WWE Universal Champion Champion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So he, he could do that. There's no other option. Like, the, mm. the title shot is for the tag belts. Yeah. So they just... They would just be like, well... That's that business scene yep, too. That's done. That that little plot hole that we had, yeah. that's fixed. Unless we, we want to really stretch the boundaries of the Freebird rules and <laughs> Adam Cole and Roderick Strong face Kyle and Bobby for the titles <laughs> in a well if you win it, we still got it, it's yeah. fine match. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. NXT TakeOver Portland is now the only item on the docket for NXT. <laughs> Before we were like, we've got, we've, there's probably a rumble that we've got to do stuff for. We've also got to do Worlds Collide and it kept being like, you know, Finn Balor specifically was like, oh, Johnny Gargano, I, I hate you, Johnny, but there, oh, this idiot guy, I'm going to get him first. <laughs> and it, it was just a very confusing way of building to what normally feels like NXT is very structured and being like, here's one big takeover show. Mm-hmm. This time it was like, what, what are, what's the most important thing to you? What does anybody want? Yeah, exactly. I think NXT historically has generally been almost too slow with their builds because takeovers have been really far apart. So it's taken months for them to actually mm-hmm. build just a, just a one show. And now they've realized like, we've got three in like two weeks. Oh mm-hmm. God. So now they've done... Luckily, Worlds Collide is now out of the way, even though it was still kind of sort of continued with the Finn Balor-Trent 7 match on this one, which was mm-hmm. set up at Worlds Collide. But at least that's now building to Gargano versus Balor, which is very set in stone. And now we can do Champa versus Cole, which is set in stone now, even though that's kind of been teased for months, but they've been like, no, we're not going to do it yet. We've got other things to do first, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do Worlds Collide first, which, so we need to build DIY first for that. But luckily now... TakeOver Portland is very much on the way, and we've got four matches that are announced now, which felt a little bit rushed in some cases. No. <laughs> we had... He's already signed it! <laughs> <laughs> he did it while you were looking, wasn't he? Adam oh, Cole, he doesn't C- mind. Cole runs out to the ring just being like, ah, you champer, you scoundrel, and Regal's yeah. like, oh, by the way, guys, there's a contract. He's already signed it. J- yeah. Just so you know, there is a match happening I in Portland. I tricked him. I mean, this was great. It was a great segment. I thought this whole, it was. like, it was a fantastic champer saying segment. he was going to go out there and get what he wanted. He takes a steel pipe, 
like taps the scaffolding that he, for some <laughs> the reason they're by some shelves with Kathy Kelly. We go to the break, come back, and he's knocked out Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong on the outside, who are mm. doing their best I am a dead body impression. <laughs> Fish specifically, as the camera looms over him, is just like Champa then like comes out and he drops his steel pipe. I was like, "What are you dropping the pipe for?" You need that. <laughs> then he gets the table, takes it to the ring, spray paints a big X, and goes, "I'm going to call Adam Cole out and I'm going to power bomb him through this table." Mm-hmm. Great stuff, Love it. Adam Cole. Then I thought it was brilliantly played where Regal comes out and says he's already signed the contract, doesn't care who he's taking on it. Take over, so I'll bring this down. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'll take it down. Mm-hmm. I'll take it down. I'm, I'm confident. I'm Adam Cole, baby. I don't yeah. mind. I, I am the best champion in NXT." Mm-hmm. Tries to get in the ring and immediately goes for a cheap shot on <laughs> Champa. <laughs> I really liked it because because Champa was saying, "You're going to walk down this aisle. You're going to climb up those steps. You're going to get in that ring. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to put you through the table." And Cole was like, "Yeah, I'm Adam Cole. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to walk down this aisle. I'm going to go up those steps, <laughs> and then just go straight <laughs> yeah. for like a, a mic hit onto Champa." They've been saying that it's Champa versus Cole at Portland mm-hmm. in everything but form until yeah. like now and it's like well this is just because Undisputed Era have been hooked up with Imperium in a sort of like feud that didn't I wouldn't say ended at Worlds Collide mm. in the sense that like Imperium Imperium invaded they invaded TakeOver Blackpool 2 Imperium invaded NXT last week they have the match Imperium win on a man down as mm-hmm. well because Wolf got knocked out uh, during the match which is amazing and it was, an, it was so well done of all the guys to manage to finish mm. that match it was great clearly yeah. and like clearly there was bits where they were struggling because it was like there were so many spots they were doing where it was, he was obviously probably going to be an integral part and they managed to make the, it feel pretty damn seamless and it's still an amazing show but that also subtly changed the makeup of that match because mm-hmm. you would assume from NXT history that like Undisputed Era would be the even though the heels the baby faces in that match like they're the more popular act they're going to go over huge in the sort of in the room people are going to want them to win but because Imperium were one man down suddenly they're the baby faces they're the underdogs in peril in this match and it's like they have Walter yeah like it's <laughs> Walter just slapping the tits off anything that moves it was so so fun that, I don't feel like they was line drawn under that business no nor did this episode of NXT make great pains to draw a line under it either yeah so I, I wonder if they're keeping that for like say if Champa wins the NXT championship back what's Cole's next program mm-hmm. is it Cole versus Walter yeah it, it could be something that comes back around or it could very much be it was a house show and it was just hey we've got Imperium versus Undisputed Era mm. wasn't that a fun match and then we just don't ever talk about it again but again if it's a house show don't build to it yeah. just do the show like yeah. having like no one minds seeing all these different components come together like mm-hmm. it's funny that it's funny that when the guys went up to the main roster to do Raw and Smackdown and they were like baby faces say like Johnny and Champa who mm-hmm. were in the middle of a storyline about reconciliation and heel turns yeah. and huge like blood feuds and they go to Raw and Smackdown and some it's DIY everyone <laughs> and and then to do like then here to basically do the same thing where it's like that feels like a big story moment that Johnny and Champa come back together and reform DIY but here it's just like and he's helped you so friends yeah, friends. Truth, Look, truth, you're waving truth, together. Friends, truth. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that was like it was almost a waste of a better story. Mm. Great match, fantastic match. Yeah, very house showy. The totally. Mustache Mountain DIY match. But yeah, now that now Johnny and Champa have finished being mates, and yep. Johnny can go on to fight to face Finn Balor. Uh, Champa can go on to face Cole now. Mm-hmm. We've got Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair already set in stone. Bianca gets all that build off of the Royal Rumble yep. as well, where she eliminated. 
eight people. Eight people yeah. And basically defined the first third of that match. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, the Bros Awaits winning the Dusty Cup mm-hmm. on this episode. They beat, over, they beat out the Grizzled Young Vets, mm-hmm. um, which felt like an inevitability. Yeah, it they did. They love a Franken team to I win. I really wanted GYV to win this, yeah. just because I'm such a huge fan of them. And just, it feels wrong in my head when a non-tag team beats a tag team mm-hmm. then it's like what's the point in having tag teams yeah, that, you that's, might as well, that's you their might, thing you might you as well know? be better at being a singles wrestler. exactly just be good at singles and you'll be fine yeah. so I don't know in, in my head it always just it, as soon as I heard the like oh bro's way to want it I was like ah oh, man like, yeah. I want tag teams to win the tag team thing I know because it's like Samoa Joe and Finn Samoa have won Joe it Samoa Joe and Bala yeah. Dunn and Roderick Strong would have won it, <laughs> had, Rod- won it. had Roddy not <laughs> thrown it all away like a silly beggar. And Alistair Black and Ricochet won it. Mm-hmm. So it's like... And AOP A- won it once. So AOP are the only tag team. And they beat out TM61. So, you know. It was nice to see the Broseweights win regardless of my discrepancies with tag teams not winning it. But yeah, so that's it. that's the fourth match already confirmed for TakeOver Portland. So from going from having like one match, which was just Bel Air and, and Ripley, which was set up before Worlds Collide before the Rumble, mm. now we've got four. We've got pretty much a full card. And it looks like, from the events on this show as well, we're probably going to be getting uh, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic as well. The one millionth edition. <laughs> edition a million. We're... Which is fine because it's a singles match for the North yeah. American title on a takeover. Their first one on a takeover. Yeah. Yes, please. I we want are it. going to iron out the last kink in this match. <laughs> and then it will be then it will be the perfect match. And as we watch it at Takeover Portland, we'll realise we're watching wrestling nirvana mm-hmm. and our eyes will melt out of our heads and we'll never have to watch wrestling again people will cry it will yeah. be it basically like bird box it'll be like <laughs> that's what i'm imagining i mean it's it's a great card if that is the full card of takeover portland it's mm-hmm. a wonderful wonderful a card great card yeah. but they've got a week to build it yeah they've got a they've week got, to go like is it so it's it's yeah so it's not this sunday no, it's sunday next after. sunday yeah is February, it the si- February 16th. Oh no, so two Sundays from so now. So two Sundays. So yeah. it's, yeah, they've got two more weeks of TV. Yeah. To really make a big deal out of these things that have been kind of like, you know, they've been on the cards for ages as well, a lot of them. Like, Jack and Lee obviously have lots and lots of history. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll make that a triple threat with somebody else. I hope um, Champa and Cole have been having this custody battle over <laughs> Leather Dominic for ages. Like... <laughs> Uh, and then you've got um, Gargano and Balor, who've mm-hmm. obviously been circulating each other. Bianca Belair is the one that I find the weirdest. And this is, this mm-hmm. is the point I wanted to pose to you. was like, mm-hmm. I think TakeOver Portland might be Bianca Belair's last NXT match. My logic is, mm-hmm. you put Bianca Belair in the Rumble as like the big standout. Like she, like, she comes in second with Alexa Bliss. She dominates the Rumble from... Numbers 1 through 13, 14, something like that. It was it? a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. she was kind of the defining woman in it until Charlotte came in. Bianca Belair is like having this crazy run. She eliminates mm-hmm. eight women from the Rumble. She's going yeah. toe-to-toe with Alexa Bliss, who's like a multi-time champion on the main roster. And then she tips Bliss out to mm-hmm. end the segment of like, yeah. and this is the beginning segment. Yes. And as soon as she does that, it's like, and here's Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and here's the next part of the match. Bianca, you've had your fun. Now you can stop being so great. There's the logic to be like, oh yeah, we'll give Bianca eight people to eliminate in the Rumble because then she'll go back to NXT and people will be like, wow, I really want to see TakeOver Portland Mm -hmm. because Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair at TakeOver Portland 
But then also this rumour going around that Charlotte Flair is going to be taking on Rhea Ripley at Mania. Yeah. Right? That, that is a bonkers rumour, by the way. If that ends up happening, I will be yeah. I'll be so shocked at that. I'll yeah. be more shocked than when Drew McIntyre won the Rumble. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't see them doing <laughs> that at all. But in, in the crazy relay race that is wrestling, right, mm-hmm. in which it's like you build up some momentum and then you hand the baton off to somebody else and they take all of your momentum with them and go like, I've got it now, yeah. I'm the champion. <laughs> and that, this, is, this is it. Like, it's like Bianca Belair, eight people in the Rumble. She's got the momentum. She runs into the match with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley beats Bianca Belair and goes, I've got the Rumble momentum. <laughs> and, then she, and then Charlotte Flair and her meet at Mania. Mm-hmm. And then does she beat Charlotte Flair and also now steal Charlotte's Rumble momentum Ooh. from like, I won the Rumble. She's like, I've got two batons. I've got two batons. <laughs> uh, realistically, I don't, I don't think the match is happening because yeah, no, I don't you, think you can't have Charlotte win the NXT title mm-hmm. because Charlotte isn't going to go to NXT. Yes. But you can't have Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think. And then, and then still be on NXT. Although Rhea has beaten Charlotte before on uh, an episode of Raw. Smack, Smackdown. Was it Smackdown with the slide in. With pin? the slide in, with the crucifix pin off the off the figure eight. So they, with, they have history already. Yeah. There's there's something there for them to build a story around. I just don't think they want to do it. And then there's that argument of like, does does Rhea lose the NXT Women's Championship to or the NXT Championship to Bianca Belair? at Portland, mm-hmm. freeing her up to go to the main roster and have a feud with Charlotte. Don't think so. Too early. Rhea yep. Ripley's too dominant to lose the belt on the first try. Correct. So I think it's Belair's going to the main roster. Otherwise, she's stuck in a holding pattern where she's not mm. going to win the belt in NXT. Instead, you do. she eliminates eight women in the Rumble. She gets the baton. She's waving the baton <laughs> around. But then you just when she turns up on the main roster, people who watch the main roster stuff have seen that Bianca Belair was the defining character of the first 10 women in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, people know who she is. She then gets this, she gets to have a crazy last match with Rhea Ripley, does the thing that most people do on their way out of NXT, which is lose the match. Mm-hmm gets the standing ovation in the ring, and that's goodbye Bianca Belair. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to run the main roster? She's like, she is a hyper amazing athlete, and she also makes her own gear, so money saved. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. No, I I think she's got a really strong main roster appeal. Mm -hmm. I think she's very kind of over the top with her entrance, her character, you just need to look at her and you just get it. I think the, obviously, the hair hasn't really been used so much in NXT since the very start of her run. That was kind of like her defining thing was the the long hair that she has and it's occasionally been yeah, used like in Sindel spots. in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Either that or Rapunzel, you yeah, know, one yeah. of them. I think that could then get over on the main roster as well. They could redo the whole hair story. On top of that, she's an amazing athlete and she's had the Royal Rumble rub. You might be right, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I'd quite like to see Bianca on the main roster because I think she could actually do really, really well. This episode shows you again that like the women's division is getting stacked up again in NXT. Like Shotzi Blackheart has her, gets her first big win on this week's episode. She also has a tank. She also has a tiny little tank which looks amazing. Have you I seen? That? I don't get it. <laughs> Have you sure. seen the little crazy cart things that you can buy? They're like these amazing tiny go karts, and they've got like a whammy bar. But then <laughs> it means that they can skid. <laughs> That's what her tank reminded me of, and I was like, I like more than anything else in WWE, like more than meeting the rock. I want to go on her tank. Like, that's now my that's now my number one thing I want. She's she gets this match against Diana Perazzo, which was set up mm-hmm. with a freaking terrible beat backstage beatdown. Did you see it? <laughs> that's what you get when you mess with Donnie. You yeah. mess with the wrong woman, Shotzi. I'll push you lightly into a door. <laughs> see, you get that. And then Diona Perazzo also hasn't really made any impact on NXT either. Like no, she was yet. in the like, w- she was in the women's battle royal as if like 
she'd been a big player in NXT the whole mm-hmm. time. I don't know what they're doing with her. Or no, why I don't know either. Like why they're just keeping her back. And then and then now she's just been used to enhance Shotzi, which is, mm-hmm. I think, fair enough. Shotzi has. She almost tipped Baszler out of the Rumble in a yeah. callback to the Battle Royal which thing. Nice, she yeah. tipped her out of the Battle Royal. She had a really good showing against Baszler last week on NXT. Mm-hmm. And she had a really good showing against Bianca Belair. So she's in there with two of the biggest players in NXT who aren't Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And I think, again, to go back to my Bianca Belair theory, mm-hmm. Bianca's off. Yeah. Baszler's off. Yeah. Like, they're both going. Yep. You need to set up some other people in the division to be like, these are just the standouts. Shotzi Blackheart's a great one. Io Shirai, mm-hmm. eminently over Io Shirai. She's another one. Like, I just, yeah. I, you have to start to rebuild this division. Chelsea Green, I think, will factor into it. Mm-hmm. Not from her showing this week. In yep. Which, again, made me just go, what is, what's the point? What, what's we what's doing? Caden Carter, is she a player now? Is she part of this the reforming yeah. women's division? But, I mean, to your point, NXT women's division almost has too many big stars. Mm-hmm. They've built so many women so effectively that they now have, they can't have everyone be over and do matches all the time. So they've got people like Baszler, Belair, they've got uh, Mia Yim, uh, Io Shirai, Tegan Knox and, and um, Dakota. Dakota Kai. That's already six people. Candice. And, you... and Candice. Hey, do you need a best friend? <laughs> do you need one? Do you need a best friend at short notice? I feel like this week's episode was an attempt to bring a bunch of women to the fore. Because mm-hmm. there were three women's matches. It was, it was an attempt to give the division some people to fall back on once people leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced by it, Pete. I'm yeah. just convinced they're going. We also have rushed the Dakota Kai Tegan Knox feud. Oh God, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. That so was it's just a, a blow off match that lasted, what, five minutes, 10 yeah. minutes? It was not a long match. Kai looked like a bloody idiot as well. Yeah, like she just, totally. she couldn't hit her with anything. She was yeah. like, and the brace, no, and the chair, no, and the, and the <laughs> brace, and the chair. And then it was like, and the Candice, and it's like, oh no. And then she gets braced and then she gets the shiniest wizard. And yeah. it's like, well, what are we doing now? Are we having a Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae tag team? I, I'm hoping because it ended in, in a sort of schmozzy finish where there was the knee brace and mm. a pin off a match that wasn't a no DQ match, I'm hoping we might do like a no DQ match between them where they can just use all this stuff, all the chairs and the knee braces and all that jazz, and we can have a full kind of big blow off to this feud because this feels really rushed yes. and really not worthy of the story that was being told before. But I think it's because the Dakota Kai heel turn hasn't worked yeah. in the way that they were hoping it would. Mm-hmm. I think they were hope- they like she got molten heat at war games for doing it. But then when she came out and had the match after the heel turn, like people people just didn't care. Like I think they were expecting Champa and Johnny booze, mm. but they didn't build team kick yeah. effectively enough. They didn't give mm-hmm. like, you know, they should have done those two win the women's tag championship like championships mm. off of like uh, Sane and Asuka. But obviously you don't really want to take that away from like, yeah. I want a parallel universe in which if you win the championship, you also just have the championship and eventually it spreads like a plague. <laughs> it's like a virus. Uh, so everyone could get the rub. But like you, some world in which they, they you know, they, they team together, maybe they have a, a series of matches with them to really put them over and cement them mm-hmm. as a team. Like it always felt like we were, we were talking about Kai and Knox as best friends, but never seeing them as best friends. But yeah. because, obviously at various different points in their career, one or multiple of their knees were just exploded. Exactly. So that yeah. was like, they were never, they could never be in the ring together because it was like, like, like the witches in Hercules, they were passing the one good knee around between them to be like, <laughs> let me have a go on the knee this week then. Okay, I'm fine, we'll get in the ring. So yeah. when we come to do this whole bit of like, 
this is this is a really big deal match. Didn't feel like anything. That's what we've got time for discussing NXT this week, the, the show that happened, Worlds Collide, the Rumble, and the general sort of backstage news gatherings. Let us know if you like this version of the NXT long-form live, not live show, because we're mm. putting this out after the thing. And also click the videos that have appeared on screen. Now, to watch more awesome WrestleTalk stuff, I've been El Fakador, that's Chopper Pete Quinnell, that was NXT. What do you think of your birthday celebrations mid-episode? Uh, my birthday celebrations yeah, mid-episode. Yeah, Ollie and Luke came in with the cake. I mean, it was definitely the sort of thing we'd do if we were live. That's true. Uh, because I have the option, and I guess you, you'll know this now, mm-hmm. listeners, uh, of cutting it out. You, yeah, so you I might, have that option. So I may well have, in the video version at least, have just cut this moment out entirely. I'd rather you didn't. But I might. <laughs> but but you I might, because you're the one editing it. Yeah, I get, I've got choices. That's <laughs> that's the brilliance of yeah. uh, these sorts of things, is that I, I've got complete creative control. So, yeah. uh, How was your birthday? Yeah, it was Monday. good. Um, yeah, so my birthday on Monday, I came in, did a news, watched a bit of the Rumble. Oh, yeah, you were working, weren't you? Caught yeah, up some stuff, went out for dinner, parked veganism for a bit, uh, yeah. which I've been doing for the last month mm-hmm. uh, at Wild Boar. So it wasn't just like, <laughs> nice. it wasn't just like, it wasn't just like, now, I'm not being vegan tonight, so I'm going to eat some cheese. It's like, <laughs> no, nah, no, I'm going to eat an endangered species. I would like, like a pig, please. Yeah, yeah. If you could get me some dodo meat, I'll have that. <laughs> Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, it was, it was really overblown in terms of uh, coming back from veganism. But mm-hmm. then back on the train on Tuesday. Tuesday, went out with my brother to uh, Mildred's in Soho, which is... I have gone no idea f- what that is. It's a restaurant. It's like a vegetarian restaurant, but they've gone fully vegan for January. Oh, okay, cool. Had an amazing curry. And then me and my brother went and did karaoke for two hours. Nice. Just the two of us. That's fun. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Tell you what. But it does cane your voice. So Yeah, no kidding. Go I mean, check Wednesday's video. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite croaky. Genuinely. Obviously we did this at the Christmas party when we did karaoke. I completely mm. lost my voice from that. I lost my voice from the viewing party on Sunday as well. Because mm. I was screaming too much. Because I was very drunk. And then Edge came back and Drew McIntyre won the Rumble. It was screaming when Charlotte won the Rumble. I was screaming at a lot. The Fiend, I was screaming at a lot. My voice was gone. Com- yeah. And not, not like, oh, it was a bit raspy. No, like, I couldn't speak the next day. <laughs> like, I tried to talk and it would just be like, and that was it. I couldn't get out anything else. It was awful. But I had a day off, so it was fine. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, this is the thing. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially doing whatever the opposite of dry January is at the moment. Because um, I was out. Just drinking water. I was out Monday. Much. I was out Sunday drinking. I was out Monday drinking. I was out Tuesday drinking. Friday, I've got a friend's birthday party in Victoria that I'm going to. So, mm-hmm. been getting drunk. We got the, we're doing WrestleTalk After Dark as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, become a patron, you can listen to that. Uh, and then Saturday, I'm doing the Bermondsey Beer Mile for my birthday. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I have just a lot out Yeah, I'm basically like, and then at the end, of, and then Sunday, we've organized to all go for a roast, like me and mm-hmm. my mates. Yeah. And that's like my prize at the end. Like, if I can, <laughs> if I can survive until Sunday, I get a roast dinner and then hopefully that absorbs all of the alcohol mm-hmm. I can flush it all out of my yeah. system and then I guess I'll do dry February I don't know <laughs> I don't know May- maybe won't. a detox I'll just I'll point. just yeah I'll, I'll calm down after the birthday celebration <laughs> of which I've had a million um, well we should probably get out of here Pete yeah we should um, there is you 
may have listened to it already, you may not have. There's the AEW review that Ollie and Luke are doing today mm -hmm. on the podcast. There'll also be uh, the Friday show going out as well. And then SmackDown on Saturday. WrestleTalk After Dark, if you are a pod, uh, Patreon member as well, mm -hmm. you should listen to that because that's just me, Ollie, and Luke getting drunk. And I'm treating it basically as pre drinks for my evening out for a birthday. Very so good. it might get a bit chaotic. Mm. But that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.